Okay, and we're back for the latest edition of Pardon Me, Alex. This is Alex here in the lovely Nacogdoches, Texas. But Jacqueline, of course, isn't here because she is actually in Belfast. I am. I made it here uh, this afternoon. So it's now 2 a.m. for me. So I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, Jacqueline. I know it's two o'clock, two o'clock in the morning there. So we're going to try and uh, go through this at a rather quickened pace, you know, just so she's not up until the crack of dawn doing her, um, doing her podcast with me. But um, so anyway, we'll just quickly go into it. And talk about, first off, that it was Coach's 50th win tonight. Congratulations, Coach. I had no idea that it was your 50th win or going to be your 50th win um, tonight and until your lovely wife, wife, Chauncey, came up and told me after the game was over. So congrats, Coach. We're so proud of you. Um, and we're so excited to get 50 more wins. So let's keep let's keep that, those dubs coming. Um, but Jacqueline, let's talk a little bit quickly about State N-Words and maybe where they're from and what conference they're in, et cetera. Okay, so St. Edwards, um, many of you probably like me thought that that sounded familiar, but there are several St. Edwards or seems to be. Um, however, this is the one that is in Austin, and we played them about 30-something times overall. Um, so that happened quite often. And I actually think maybe last year or the year before last, if I'm not mistaken, we played them mm-hmm. um, pre-conference. So anyhow, we played them quite often. They are a D2 school, and they were they are in the Heartland Conference. Oh, um, that's a pretty name. They came into, yeah, they came into the game 6-0, and oh, no more. So 6-1 uh, now. That's right. So. Six and one. Now we gave you your first. We gave you your first L. Uh, yeah, I guess their best uh, start of the season or start of the year in program history, and uh, they did have a benchmark win against Division One program UTSA um, on November the seventh. They beat them by one point, which one point's one point, but that's again a dub is a dub. So uh, congrats to them on on getting that win. But baby, not tonight. I'm sorry, St. Edwards Hilltoppers, and of course, like Jacqueline, I was like, what the heck's a Hilltopper? I legit thought it was a person. Come to find out, it's a goat. But uh, sorry about you. You weren't the goat tonight, baby. <laughs> sorry. Awesome <laughs> um, uh, also, I feel like the goat's got to be one of the worst math thoughts. I don't know. Um, I think it's a goat. It looked like myself. a goat. Maybe it was a ram. I don't know. It looked like a goat, yeah. though. So we're going to go with goat. Fun fact for everyone, in case you're wondering, because this is just a personal favorite of mine, but one of, um, whatever, I saw this BuzzFeed article or something on Facebook that was one of the funniest high school mascots, and if any of you did not know, um, San Marcos High School is the unicorn. No, it's not. Yeah, wait, hold on. Not San Marcos, I'm sorry, New Brumbles. New Brumbles High School is the unicorn. So... Please think about all the football players who get to wear um, jerseys that say unicorns because that's really funny. Uh, that's hilarious. I had no idea they were the unicorns. Yes, I love it. I don't know how I never knew this because my godparents live in Wimberley, which is right down the road. And whenever I found out, I made the statement that if I had a high school year, I would have every shirt possible that said unicorns because I've got I'm kind of obsessed with them. And uh, the next time my godfather came to town, he brought me um, about 13 shirts uh, from New Humble's High School with the unicorns. I think every T-shirt or lady shirt they sell with New Humble's unicorns, I now own. So That's hilarious. I had no yeah. idea. Oh, my God. Fun fact there. Anyway. <laughs> That's awesome. That's I love that. So yeah. Anyway, so again, we gave them their first loss tonight. We came in three and one. Now four and one. Amazing job tonight, Jax. Uh, so let's kind of talk quickly about some high points and low points of the game, like we normally do. And of course, maybe our player of the game tonight, our personal player of the games. Um, so Jacqueline, go ahead and start with your high points of the game. Okay, I will roll through mine quickly, guys. So just keep up, and hopefully, I make sense. <laughs> um, 
So, for starters, I'm going to say that has proven me wrong again tonight, I think, since I, I called him out on the three-point shots because he made two of them tonight. Pretty impressive. That's awesome. I'm going to say I'm not the only one who noticed that because as I was watching on my iPad and listening to Rob Myers, he pointed out that you were only a 40% three-point shooter, and tonight you made two of five. So, I mean, pretty pretty good. Um, you're as long as you're making them, I'm a fan. So keep it coming if you're gonna if you're gonna keep putting them up. Um, True. And we'll see where that goes. Mitch and Carl were back tonight, which Alex and I were super happy about. However, both of you got in foul trouble, which wasn't um, a high point. But maybe you can get that under control. Um, Big Montana had a couple a couple posts. Um, Post notes here for you. Post moves I have written down. You made some amazing post moves that were super impressive, and I wrote that down, and I was so happy. Um, however, you did make a few a few off uh, off target moves on mm. my pet peeves list. Uh, yeah, you tried to drive in one time and made a turnover. Another time you tried to drive in, it was terrible. And once you turned it over, you got one of your one of your five fouls uh, for going over the back and trying to get the ball back. So keep making those strong post moves, and that will help cut down on fouls. Um, however, then one of my other pet peeves, I think, on that same – no, no, sorry, different flight. So this is another point, but I'm going to segue into it off of the, the um, drive is every game I discuss back door, and again tonight, I, I think I had it written down twice, and Alex had it written down four, so somewhere between two and four or more mm-hmm. times that we got scored on back door. Um, I know, we all know what it means, because I saw SFA correctly execute it tonight. So I know you know what back door means. If you correctly executed it, however, Big Montana, whenever you got the ball, you were about two feet from the bucket and you did a shot fake. And I just have to say, when you were that close to the bucket, Stevie Wonder knows that that shot is coming. No need <laughs> for a shot fake. Just go up strong, put it up there. I mean, maybe you're you're going to get fouled either way. So don't, don't please don't tell me that you're trying to draw the foul. Because either way, you're going to go up and you're going to get fouled or you're going to make the shot. And you got fouled and you only made one of your free throws. So, um, True story. Just keep it up with the strong post moves. And when you get it that close, just shoot. We don't, we don't need a shot big. Yeah, just shoot. Sure. Um, it's really counterproductive and counterintuitive, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. That's just my pet peeve. Um, Shannon, you were lighting it up on three points tonight. Um, Nate, i got to give you a shout-out because you gave some really great help defense on the back door. So you, my friend, were watching. You were aware. Um, Alex and I kind of talked about this. You have been coming out strong. Every game, just getting out there and any any possible part of the position, even if it's not scoring, you were you were putting in some kind of work that affects. Yeah, um, that I mean, I agree. And I agree. I I don't know. I think maybe in, in some of your injured time, you you were really making the most of it and soaking it up and watching and learning because you were just so aware on the court and had some great court presence and really put in some good. Yeah. So I mean, shout out to you for that. Agree, I, I agree 100%. I mean, if I can describe Nate Bain in in one word, it's energy. I mean, he is one of the most energetic players we have on, on the court when he's on the court. So, I mean, he just needs to keep it up. Most definitely. But you get a big shout out for me on helping defend the back door because I had one other note on the back door that I missed. And, guys, again, oh, gosh, uh, whenever you are on the offside or the ball is away from your man and you're under the bucket, the bucket is your man, too. And all you have to do is be in the right spot. And one time, you know, one, it was you. And if if you would have even just been standing where you should have been defending, you would have been, you're too tall for them to even have the back door path, you wouldn't even have been looking. Right. Just be standing in the correct spot and they wouldn't have been able to pass it. So we gotta make better efforts of being aware of where our man is, where the ball is, and where the bucket is. And if there's an easy 
half there. I don't know, maybe that's geometry or something, which I wasn't good at either, but you just got to look, <laughs> figure out where that triangle is and be, be in the in the passing lane. I'm glad you knew that was geometry because I I am the worst at math. So, Well, I was here a lot. That's probably why I remember it. Right, um, exactly. Garden. So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff, obviously, Jacqueline and I agree with. And she always has another viewpoint when she's not actually physically at the game, you know, because she's watching on, you know, on her computer. And, of course, she has Rob Myers, the one, the only, um, giving the play-by-play. And he's just phenomenal. So um, she always gets a different perspective than what I do. But there's a lot of things that we, again, agree on completely, especially the back doors and things like that. But, again, tonight, like some defensive rebounds, I mean – Holy moly, we had 30 defensive rebounds. That was that's awesome. Um, and of course, you had Devontae having the most. He had nine rebounds total, uh, <clears throat> four offensive and five defensive, which is which is amazing. And um, we'll talk a little bit more about De- uh, Devontae Fitzgerald, aka Fitz, in a minute. But you know, we had Mitch, we had, we had uh who else? Who else had some big dunks? We had Big Montana. Big Montana having some dunks. Uh, we had Kevon with a dunk, too. A good turnover that turned into a dunk. Um, so there was just a lot of good energy on the court tonight. I can't say enough about, about Nate. Again, even if you're not high point or having you know a lot of luck around the basket area, you, you're out there hustling up and down that court the whole time you're in the game. The full 16 minutes you're in that game, your presence is felt. Same thing with Mitch. Even though you had three fouls tonight, which, again, those fouls, some of them were, you know, yeah, your fault. And, you know, a couple were definitely bad calls on the ref's part. But, you know what I mean? Mitch, you you are a huge presence under that basket, friend, and you you have shown that. Same thing with Carl and and Fitz, for sure. So just, guys, you got to keep it up 100%. So our yeah, I mean one of the best things I have tonight was our just our defensive rebounds were outstanding tonight, in my opinion. And you know, I'm not an expert in basketball, but you know, I just think our defensive rebounds were just were just really, really well executed tonight. Um and of course they were. I mean, that's what I think. And then our, our just our percentages total as a whole team. I feel like they've improved from last week as well. Um, you know, our, our field goals and yeah, our three pointers so and our free throws. Um, one, one of the specific ones that Alex and I have talked about before that is one that's really crucial to our individual um, success and in, in getting the dub and how we play is points on turnovers. And I want to say we had 19 tonight. So that was, that was really strong and makes a huge impact. We did. We did have 19 tonight, and uh, St. Edwards only had 14. So, I mean, again, doing really well tonight. Doing really well. Um, So, a few other things. Let's talk about quickly our – to me, I I also wanted to mention briefly play of the game. I think personally my play that I thought was just, woo, was a good one. Um, (laughs) Really, I, one of the ones I wrote down, like in all big letters, because it was a big monster, was Big Montana's dunk. I'm um, not quite sure when it came. It was in the second half. I forget exactly what time it was, but holy crap. I wrote it in all caps because it was a dunk. Ugh. I mean, you you made them pay on that. So shout out to Big Montana, a.k.a. Carl, for that dunk, my friend. Um, I don't know it if Jacqueline has nice. one. Yes, and I, well, I actually kind of wrote down the same thing for Mitch because I have his name in all caps. And again, um, I'm going to say it definitely reminded me of uh, um, <laughs> sorry, losing my train of thought. Still trying to say what um, Mitch huge dunk and totally reminiscent of some Yates basketball in Dunk City. So. Oh yeah. That was enjoyable. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Which also counter uh, shout out on that, on the Yates line. But, Jock, we talked about how clutch you were last week. And you tweeted us back and cited that specifically. So we know you listened. So yeah. thank you for listening. We Hope love you, Jock. Because um, <laughs> I am up at 2 a.m. delivering this podcast to y'all. So I hope you're up listening in tonight. But, um, 
super clutch plays last week. Um, thankfully, this week we were not in that position where you had to come, you know, just no big deal, make three three-pointers in a row to um, help us get back in the game. However, you did have another what I would call um, clutch play that I wanted to give you a shout-out for because we had a uh, – and, uh, again, our total rebounds were really great, 40 rebounds, but um, 30 defensive and only 10 offenses. Um, Right. We were not doing so on offensive. Anyhow, you fin- you finally just grabbed a rebound that was the defensive rebound, one of our thirty. Um, but we we let them get about four second chance shots before we before you <laughs> got that rebound. Yeah. Um, and then you ran back down the court, and I think they just got mad that we finally rebounded it and took your legs out from under you. But uh, you made both your foul shots, so got a one and one and made both. So. Um, yeah, and and those anyway. are yeah exactly those those are even though you're again you don't have you didn't hit any threes tonight which it's 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 okay you you tried for one you missed it and that's okay jock you don't have to have you know twenty thirty points every single game to make a good impact on the court um, and you know I know obviously what I mean what else does every player want to do and they want to have a good night. They want to shoot a lot of threes. They want to win the game and have the most points. I understand that. But some nights it's all about the team play and and doing what you can when you're on that court. You're on that court for 12 minutes and you made an impact by, you know, playing some good D here and there. There were some moments, but it's okay. You're still learning. You're going to be fine. It's going to be okay. I, you know, never get doubt, never doubt yourself. And this just goes across the board to all the players. You know, never doubt yourself. It's team, team sport, team win. It's all that matters. Yeah. Okay. Awesome progress, awesome W. So exactly. Quick shout out to uh, the Pilgrims Pride Player of the Game, Aaron. Aaron. Um, Aaron had twelve assists tonight. Um, really strong performance. Uh, quickly, Alex and I will kind of mention our our personal player of the games. Um, so I, personally, I I have to give a shout out to my to my man Kevon tonight because. Kevon, I just felt like you were back in action. Um, the old Kevon, that fire was back. And I'm not just talking about points because you can put up points. But yes, your your best games are when you have a strong across-the-board performance and more stats than just points. So you got 14 points. You had eight rebounds. Um, super solid. Only came in behind hits on on rebounds um, with nine, but you had 14 points, eight rebounds, one block, one steal. Um, I mean, all across the board, I, I had written down in my notes here that you had some really nice energy on Z. Um, you were just putting it all out there and really putting in great energy. And you had, you had almost the most minutes played. You played 32, Aaron played 35. So um, really, just really strong game. But I felt like you came came back strong and I was happy to see that. So Kevon was my player of the game. Absolutely. I agree. Kevon, you showed signs of old Kevon tonight. And, you know, I knew the headband would come in, come in lucky and come in clutch <laughs> at some point, And here it is. I mean, and, and thank God this guy's only a junior. Cause I swear to God by next season, he's going to be, Oh boy. Um, but Kevon, you've been showing signs of life all season. And tonight was just kind of like a, a culmination of, in a, of all of that work you've been putting in on both sides of the ball. You know, um, I don't think I've ever seen you play harder defense than you were tonight. I mean, you had eight rebounds. Five of them were defensive rebounds. You had a block, a steal. So I agree with the Jacqueline's assessment on you being her player of the game. Um, my player of the game on the flip side was, was Fitz. Hey, Fitzy, Fitzy. So you, you, you are my runner up for player of the game. Right. And believe me, we're not trying to take away from Aaron getting player of the game. I think that was deserved. He just came back from being injured and he still has that darn brace on his arm, which there was a few plays that had me and Jacqueline like, Oh God, like texting back and forth. Jesus don't get hurt again. But a little nervous. I know a little we nervous. Just, like, just spread the love on what we individually pick up and think of. Right. Player of the game. So. Yeah, yeah. So, Aaron, this is no knock on you for sure, but we definitely, there's, you know, 
some of, you just have some really good teammates, bud, and they're just they're they're doing their thing as well. But Fitz, you know, you're mine. You were on the court for 21 minutes. You were four for nine. Um, field goal wise, you made two of your five three pointers, which was good. Again, you're trying to prove Jacqueline wrong with hitting those threes. Keep doing it, buddy. Three five, and you might be my player of the game next time. So yeah, yeah. Challenge. So challenge. Hit more threes, become Jacqueline's player of the game. Simple as that. Good luck. Um, but you had nine rebounds, and I feel like that's that was the main reason why you were my player of the game is because you were you were really going after it for those defensive rebounds. You had five. Five of your nine were defensive. So you really were getting there under the basket, and I, I love that hustle. I love it. I mean, you also had 12 points. So, I mean, that's nothing to, you know – fan about. I mean, that's pretty good too. So uh, we're going to go with that. Um, anyway, so we're going to take a small break and come back and talk about a little bit of Jacqueline's uh, adventures in Northern Ireland. You know, she is there currently right now. Uh, like we said, it's about two o'clock in the morning, a little bit after two there in Belfast. So stick around and we will be back in a moment to talk about her adventures and maybe a little bit of flat Alex, maybe, maybe. Yes. Yes. There will be some adventures ahead for flat Alex. Yay. Okay. Stick around guys. We'll be right back. One. Hey, welcome back. Um, we are here with Alex and Jacqueline in Belfast. I'm not in Belfast. Jacqueline's in Belfast. Let me, let me clear that up. But um, there was one thing that I forgot to mention during the first during the first uh, segment, and that was that tonight we had our infamous Titanic cam, and oh, yeah. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so those who don't come to the games often or haven't been in a long time, uh, they have our Titanic cam, which I'm sure you've all seen Titanic. Hopefully, if not, you know the infamous scene with. Kate Winslet and Leo DiCaprio on the very front of the ship, the bow, I believe, I don't know, stern, bow. I'm not nautical. I don't know those terms. I only know the term nautical. Um, but they get up onto the front of the ship and do their, you know, arms out. I'm on top of the world thing. And so they do that during the game and have people get up and, and pretend to be Jack. And what's her name? Is her name Rose? Rose. Yeah, wow, I almost blanked on that. Anyway, so uh, Jacqueline, we keep saying we're going to do this. We do keep saying we're going to do it. So maybe one day we'll, we'll work up um, the courage to, to do that during the game, and you can all, everyone can have a good laugh uh, at me being the, the Rose and also Jack. Um, yeah, I want you to be my Rose. But, uh, <laughs> Anyhow, I, t- I told her I, I would be her rose and I would I would make room for her on that door because there was definitely room for Jack on that door. There's always um, room for Jack on that door. It is a scandal and, and I will forever be salty about it because definitely there was room. he could have survived and I'm very upset. Although they were reunited, no. obviously, years later. No. But still, but still, I'm still mad because my heart will always go on. Okay, Celine Dion. Okay. So... so. Great segue into our, our segment, kind of just a quick little highlight of the Belfast Adventures because um, I do plan on visiting the Titanic Museum here in Belfast because Belfast is actually where the Titanic was built. Fun fact for any of you who didn't know that. Fun facts. Um, See, there's always a reason, so they, a rhyme and reason yeah, why we say have, things. They have what is apparently a pretty impressive uh, museum about the Titanic. So that is on my list. And um, I didn't know that. And that's awesome. I, I legit did not make that connection until you said something um, last time we talked. So that's pretty cool. Yes. So um, I, I don't have anything super too exciting to share thus far um, to catch you all. Up. I flew into Dublin yesterday and arrived at about 2 p.m. Um if you're anyway, and I had planned to stay that first night, and well, I mean, I planned to, and I did stay that first night in Dublin before heading on over to Belfast today, and thought I could knock out a, a little bit of quick sightseeing. And cool. I will say, if you're going to try to sightsee Dublin to um, plan better than I did, and I can give you a whole podcast on that, but that's 
for a different topic. Because um, also, I, I just did not plan well, and it, it gets dark here about 4 o'clock now. Oh, um, no. So, you know, do the math. But basically, by the time I got out of the airport and to my hotel and back out, it was already pitch black. And um, the, the people of Dublin don't really believe too well in street signs. Um, where, where there are some, they're on the side of buildings, and when it's really dark, you can't see them that well, and sometimes the name of the streets in Gaelic, which, you know, um, I'm a little rusty on, so I should have brushed up on that before I came here, so that wasn't too helpful, and my phone died, and I'm directionally challenged, so. That is true. I wandered, I wandered around in the cold dark for about an hour, um, recalls that I was going to figure out where I was on my own before I finally gave up, and just um, called for a taxi, which by called I mean signaled because, you know, as I said, my phone was dead. But um, anyway, so there's that. But I am going to say whenever whenever I came through the security in the airport um, in Dublin, and any of you have traveled overseas, whenever um, you kind of come through the security checkpoint for them to check your passport once you get where you're going, they always have a few general inquiries about your reasons for visiting their country. Um, and so I shared that I was here to watch my university play in basketball tournament. And the guy said, Oh, I've already had a few people come, come through for that. Belt oh, no way. So I thought that was pretty interesting. So I let him know there were, there were going to be several more coming. So, um, that was kind of neat. Uh, oh. obviously I'm a little, little jet lagged at the moment, but, uh, well, that's to I will be say for myself. Any, any of you who know me know um, that I can sleep anywhere, anytime, any place. I've self-diagnosed myself with narcolepsy. Um, so honestly, <laughs> that like doesn't, doesn't mess with my sleep as much as I will say my meals. Because um, my body definitely still knows what time I'm supposed to be eating in America. And no matter what time it is here, I am starving. So um, <laughs> that's the hardest part because it's always at not meal times here. Um, or not the appropriate meal time. Um, but I will say two, two little funny food facts that I've realized since I got here. Um, cause today when I got to Belfast, my cousin and I, um, and her two sons went to the grocery store very quickly to pick up a few things. And apparently a big thing here is packaged pancakes. No. I had no idea. Um, they're just like in the bread section. It's just a package of pre-made pancakes. Uh, um, yeah, there are things. So that's interesting. If anyone wants packaged pancakes, um, come to Belfast and just go to your local uh, grocery store because they have them. Um, pre-packaged pancakes. Were they good? Pancakes. I'm gonna I'm gonna test them out tomorrow and I will report back. Oh my god, but y'all! They look fluffy. I don't know. Okay, I hope it's good because I mean I'm a pancake snob. So, if they match up to... Mm. Yeah, I don't think they'll match Dolly's pancakes. Oh, God, Dolly's pancakes, y'all. Mm, mm. We'll see. We'll see. So, my other funny fact was, um, my cousin, so she's lived over here in Belfast for, I think, about 10 years now. But, anyhow, she's from Austin originally. And uh, so, she always does a little Thanksgiving here with her, her friends here and... Um, she very sadly today told me that she, <clears throat> so for <clears throat> all of you basic white girls out there who, who love pumpkin flavored everything, your heart's breaking because she told me that she stopped making pumpkin pie because no one here eats it. No one here will eat anything pumpkin flavored. What? They think it's gross and they won't even try it. <gasps> so if you come to Belfast, don't, don't be thinking you're going to, you know, be up into Starbucks and get your pumpkin spice latte because. No go, my friend. I do not do pumpkin, pumpkin flavored anything here. No. Um, I mean, to be fair, um, I'm not like, woo, basic white girl, pumpkin spice, everything, but I make a mean pumpkin pie. So that's yeah, upsetting. Don't bring it to Belfast because they won't eat it. Um, <laughs> so I will say one, one fun thing that I'll throw out that I do have planned is Wednesday. I'm doing a little bus tour of some of the coast area here, Giant Causeway, a few little um, tourist attractions that you can all look up. And uh, one, or, one or two spots on the tour are um, 
Game of Thrones filming spots, which I don't watch Game of Thrones myself, but any of you do can be um, envious of that. And I that's do, actually, and I'm envious. Another another funny point off of that, um, whenever I was discussing that with my cousin tonight, so um, as any of you Game of Thrones fans know, they filmed several different locations around Belfast um, and Northern Ireland, and I'm not sure when this was. Maybe it was a few years ago. Again, I'm so out of touch with it. I don't. I don't know what season it's in. But anyhow, um, at one point, out in a bar here in Belfast, my cousin was hit on and bought a drink by one of the actors in Game of Thrones. Um, she did not know who he was. I did not know who he was. But we had to try to piece it together and Google to figure out what, what this man's name was. But it, it was not the one that everyone's in love with. So who was um, it? like that uh so all she could remember was that he was the one who wears an eye patch so we googled it and i believe that character's name is lord barrett of Blackhaven. <sighs> i could be butchering that name he wears an eye patch is it ringing a bell it does but there's a couple there's a couple of actors who wear an eye patch okay it's not the guy that has Okay. And then didn't return. So, but anyway, random huh. fun fact there. Um, so, to let all of you know who will be in the U.S. during the games. Um, oh, yeah. Rob Myers was good to give a, a good shout out tonight um, of how you can listen to those games. So, you can listen or watch um, Friday morning. The game is at 7 a.m. Saturday morning. It will either be 7 or 9.30 a.m. Both mornings, it will be on Q107. You can listen. Um, He he even, you know, threw out there that Saturday morning, you could could listen to it on the radio while you're in deer stand if that's what you were doing. Um, You can also watch it online. So on Friday, we are playing San Fran and from what I have seen on sfajax.com, which is where you can go look up all this information about where you can watch or listen and when the game is we're playing. Um, Friday's game will be on, it's listed BBC Sports and I, which would be Northern Ireland, I'm assuming, online. So I don't know how acceptable, accessible that will be, but you can try it out. On yeah. Saturday, it will be on CBS Sports Network, either against Buffalo or Milwaukee. So, gotcha. Um, all that to say, go to sfajax.com and you can see who you're playing, what time it is, your time there, and right. where you can listen or watch. Yeah, so just to reiterate that, when we play San Fran on um, November the 30th, it is 7 a.m. Central, but it is over there, 7 o'clock. Here, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, back up, back up. No, 7 o'clock, our time, 1 o'clock, local time is in Belfast. So, yeah, okay. So just make sure you all understand that, that it's at 7 a.m. in the morning here in, in Texas. So... Make plans accordingly. Um, if you need to, you know, listen to it, like Jacqueline said, on the radio, um, however you need to do it, but make plans accordingly to make sure you tune in for that. I mean, because, yes, the 30th is a Friday, but some of you probably still have to go to work. So um, yeah. you got to listen and, on the radio yeah. at work. Tune into our page, and you know maybe you'll get a little live video action for me. Oh boy! There, I'm so excited. Yeah. Right? Oh, for once it'll be Jacqueline doing the yeah. live lineups. Yay! Oh yes, yes, I will do that. At least that. Um, At least yes. that. You know that would that would be that would be awesome because again that's something that we don't normally get on this the feeds. So if you guys yeah. are always interested in watching the lineups and possibly pregame warmups, you don't get that on any of the feeds that you watch online. Online. So okay. if you ever want to watch the lineups or the pregame warmups and things like that, just make sure you tune into our page on Parton Me Alex or even on our Instagram page because we'll from time to time. You know, we'll go live and show everybody the pregame warmups and stuff when we're when we're at home or when we travel to the away games, which obviously in our next little segment, we're going to talk about some of the away games that we're going to. Um, so make sure you still stick around for that. But just a few fun little isms about Belfast. Um, 
like Jacqueline said, she didn't tell you guys this, but she told me this, that actually while she's there, she's going to what Belfast calls Belfast Christmas Market. Um, that sounds great. It's literally an authentic feast of quality Christmas international cuisine. That is word for word from their website. So all I can say is, Jacqueline, Christmas present. That's all I'm saying. That is tomorrow. So oh, girl, you better Snapchat some of that because I'm I'm so jealous. Like anything about Christmas and authentic Christmases makes me so happy. <laughs> oh my god! It's gonna be it's gonna be lit, Sam. It's gonna be lit, bam. Anyway, and then of course this <laughs> Titanic thing you're going to. I, I'm super jealous of that too because apparently, um, it's like a it's a kind of like a recreation of the. Uh, what's it called? The White Star? Is it White Star? Yeah, White Star Vessel. The last remaining White Star Vessel uh, and the yeah. RMS Titanic's original tender ship, the SS Nomadic. Um, and I think also why you're, they also have a bunch of artifacts from the Titanic, the original Titanic, at that museum too. So that's super cool too. So I'm pretty, pretty excited for you to do that. Um, so... Just a small little tidbit about the actual Belfast Classic itself. Uh, this will feature eight schools. There are a bunch of different schools there from all over the country and different conferences and things like that. Um, and, of course, these two first games that everybody's having at home are the, are the campus game, the campus site games, and now everybody's going to be heading towards Belfast now. But, I mean, you have the Great Danes from the University of Albany, Dartmouth College, uh, the Buffalo Bulls from the University of Buffalo, of course, you know, SFA, woo um, University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee, they're the Panthers, the University of San Francisco, and I'm pretty sure they're called the San Francisco Dons, like D-O-N-S, and I don't know what the heck that is. What the heck's a Don? Um, Do you know? Because I don't Okay, know. well, I watch too much of The Sopranos, so that makes me think of a mob boss, but I think maybe here, I don't know, is that something to do with pirates or something? I have no idea. Their logo isn't very telling, so I have no clue. So if you know what a San Francisco Don is, D-O-N-S, please tell us. Wait, spell that again, D-O-N-S, like the name Don, but with an S on it, D-O-N-S. Yeah, I don't know. No idea. Yeah, and then we have the Long Island University, so the Brooklyn Blackbirds, and then, of course, the Marist Red Foxes. And, of course, we played St. Edward's. Um, and shout out for two Texas teams out of the eight. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, anywho, let's go ahead and take another quick little break and we will talk about some of the upcoming games other than the Belfast classic. So right after the Belfast classic, uh, what's happening once we get back to Nacogdoches and some things that are coming up on the horizon. So again, stick with us. We'll be right back. One. And we're back to part me, Alex, with Alex and Jacqueline. Still awake over in Belfast, being a champion. What time is it now? Local. 3.02 a.m. Oh, 3.02 a.m. Good God. All right. So this last little segment will... We'll be quick with it. That way poor Jacqueline can go to bed since she, her her body's probably all jet lagged and <laughs> jacked up. Get it, Jacqueline, jacked up. Get it. <laughs> anyway, I'm clearly delirious as well. So let's just talk quickly about those upcoming games that we normally discuss. Um, we don't need to talk really about the Belfast games because we already did in the previous segment. So we can kind of just jump over those and just go straight into the next home game which will be on December 7th against LaTeX. So Jacqueline went to that game last year, and so she can kind of tell you a little bit about how that went. Yeah, the road game was super awesome. Um, Clutch performance, last-minute W. So now that they're coming to play us, we really need to show up. Absolutely. You will not be disappointed, I promise you. It's a big game. We need to we need to all support support. Yeah. We can't be 
really anymore, but I'm trying. <laughs> no, I mean, but Jacqueline's right because, you know, listen here, guys, the Louisiana Tech Bulldogs, a.k.a. apparently the Duncan Dogs, <laughs> lame. Um, <laughs> last year that game was, was a highly high-energy game. And it was kind of like a personal game, I feel like, for for, for Coach Keller, too. So, yeah. you know, we really need to show up for this game. We really need to, guys. So make sure that you are there, you're loud, you're proud. Again, it's December 7th at 6.30. It's early enough on December 7th for you guys to come out there before you go out and do your shenanigans out in town. So don't make any excuses. Make sure that you're there. Loud, proud, wearing purple, and ready to go. But right after that, we have two away games, um, one in-state, one out-of-state. <laughs> the first one, excuse me, is December 15th in Louisiana Monroe. And uh, <clears throat> there's no bus for that one, which, which is fine because we it's, it's a doable drive. I mean, we've driven further for the Lumberjacks. So, I mean, <laughs> come on. You guys can make that one. Um Anyway, that's that's a that's a two p.m. game, so that's an early afternoon game, and it's on a Saturday, guys. I mean, there's really there's really not much going on, so I feel like that's an easy drivable game, unless you're graduating. Obviously, you need to walk that stage, but only <clears throat> that's that's the only excuse I will accept because as it stands now, Jacqueline and I are, are planning on attending that game, and we will be driving to that game. So, if we'll you're, be our own fan bus. we will be our own fan bus of of four in 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 Barb, aka my car Barb. Yeah. So if you or, feel fingers crossed, if I have a new vehicle to replace my total car, oh, that'll yeah. be that'll be a fun ride. Oh yeah. Like, well, if Jacqueline gets her new ride, her new whip, then we could totally yeah. take that too. But yeah. So anyway, if you are interested, I'm not just throwing this out there lightly, ladies and gents. I mean. You have to be. We're taking, applications. we're taking applications for the two open seats in the car. So, if you feel like you deserve to travel with Alex and Jacqueline to this away game, now is the time to show your support. Let us know, okay? Um, so that's Louisiana Monroe again, December fifteenth at two o'clock, and then right after that on the eighteenth is Baylor, and that is a weekday game. But thankfully for myself, we have. School's out. It's Christmas break. Um, so that'll be an easy game to attend. And it's at 7.30. And again, that's a that's a bus game. So far, as of right now, there is a bus. The alumni is, is doing a bus to that game at Baylor. Um, and I'm pretty excited for that, Jacqueline. What do you think? I have, I have pumped up the fan bus, but just let me tell you guys I'll do it again. It is the best decision you'll ever make if you take the fan bus. Um, Alex and I will be on the fan bus, so there's that. True. Um, it is it is Christmas break, so you know easy easy availability there. Um, it is the day before my birthday, so I'm wink, throwing wink. this out there. All I want is a win against Baylor for my birthday because last year we played Missouri on my birthday, and all I wanted was a win, and we were so darn close. Oh, we were so darn close to winning that game. So I need. <sighs> I need um, whatever. I can't think of the word right now because my English. I need that. We need the dub. Oh. Failing me, but I need that. Uh, b- uh, I can't think of the word right now, but um, Jacqueline, do you recall the last road game we went to in a little town called Baton Rouge? I do. When we played LSU. Oh, my. Y'all. And we brought good luck, so I'll I'll take that. Welcome we, everyone. We brought that good luck, and let me let me tell you what. L- let me tell you what that game was worth the drive. First of all, because it was a great game from start to finish, and you know <laughs> we we won that one. By the way, um, you know we beat LSU, and I thought I I thought I was gonna literally drop to my knees in in pure like exhilaration. To be honest with you. I've never been so happy in my life. Well, I have. That was when we beat, you know, West Virginia. But <laughs> anyway. It was, it was pretty exciting. It was pretty fun to walk past all that LSU fans, singers who were pretty embarrassed after they 
um, lost and for me to laugh at them when they were still taking pictures outside in front of their uh, mascot lion and his little habitat. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, I would be a little bit too embarrassed to take a picture with the mascot after. I mean, that's not really celebratory, but I mean, <laughs> I'm not a judge. I think my favorite thing was was when we were sitting there during the game, and I forget when it was at some point, but when those guys came and sat behind us or wherever they sat, and they literally turned to us and was like, so where's this team from again? Austin? I about died. Yeah, that was a fun I, moment. I quickly fixed that stereotype. For the hundredth time, we are not from Austin. Dear God Almighty. Anyway, so, Baylor game, December 18th, 7.30. Be there, be square. If you live in the Waco area or a driving distance, just just get there, guys. Get there. There's no excuse. Again, you're on Christmas break. And for those of you who have to work, it's a 7.30 game. You can do it. You can do it. Right after that, we're back at home, December 21st, against Arlington Baptist. Um, at 6.30, again, another home game. And, yeah, it's during Christmas break, and I understand, but you guys can still come. Just because it's Christmas break does not mean that you don't have to come to these games, especially if you still live in town. Now, I know the community will be there, but we do need student presence as well, okay? Again, we are unbeatable at home when we have a good crowd there. We had a pretty good crowd tonight. The band was back. You know, the cheerleaders were there. Some students were back over in Purple Haze, although it wasn't as full as it normally is. But again, when we have that place bumping and full, it's we are nearly impossible to beat at home. So make sure you're there. Also, we'll, me and Jacqueline have a little surprise that day, that game on December 21st. So make sure you're uh, make sure you're following our Facebook page and our Instagram page that day, that night for sure. For some special. Uh, pre-game footage be ready and then of course lastly Alabama right before the new year before we start conference play Alabama the first SEC team ever coming to Nacogdoches Texas in William R. Johnson Coliseum so wherever you may be you live in Houston Dallas Fort Worth San Antonio over the border I don't care get back to Nacogdoches I can't I can't stress this enough I really can't It's a five o'clock game. It's on December 30th. Make a day out of it. Make a night out of it. Weekend, I don't care. Just make sure that you're there. I mean, I know Jacqueline feels the same way about this, but it's just so critical that we have as many people in that in that stadium in that stadium as, as we possibly can. I mean, that's just that's just the way it is. Yeah, it's it's a big game and a lot of visibility, so we need to we need to really be there. So um, just try to come. And uh, yeah. way off of that, we have a little shout out to give not a little shout out, a big shout out um, to our women's volleyball team and their selection show tonight that they are playing in NCAA tournament. Um, they are selected to play UT in Austin on Thursday. Um, so, any of you who are still in the area, um, if you have not gone to any of the women's volleyball games this season, I'm telling you, you are missing out big time. Um, mm-hmm. Just as I drive back for um, the basketball game, even though I've now moved to Tyler, I try to drive back for any volleyball game I can make as well. Um, I mean, Coach Humphreys and what she does with the volleyball team is just amazing, and it. <sighs> It's yeah. a lot of fun to watch. These girls are great. So um, we do not know the time yet, but I, I think maybe in the morning they will have that posted. So yeah, a quick little drive to Austin and watch, watch the ladies volleyball. I mean, tournament. guys, Jacqueline isn't kidding when she says that what Coach Humphreys over the t- – I don't even know how long she's been here. I, I it. Way more probably than I've been alive, I feel like. Anyway. It's, coming up on, it's coming up on 30, and I meant to check that the other day, but that, that 25 <laughs> banner that's in Shelton has been in a while. Right. So I, I think it's coming up on 30, if I'm not mistaken. Right. I mean, I, oh God, you guys, if you have not been to an SFA volleyball game in the past few years, specifically this year, I, I, I don't know what you're doing. 
I, I don't, I don't know because that place while small is an advantage every single time because that place when, even if you have half the people in there that can fit it, it is so loud. It is deafening. I mean, deafening. And of course that's an advantage to us. Oh yeah. And when LMB's there, when the roaring bus saw band is there, you can't hear anything. I mean, I'm sitting next to Jacqueline and she's talking and I can't, I can't even hear her. So just think, I mean, and we, were we undefeated at home, right? I believe so. I believe so. I mean, yeah. And again, this is just a quick shout out to them. I know this is a basketball podcast, but we have to give some, some, some notoriety to them because they have done an outstanding job all season Southland conference champs. Now they're in the NCAA tournament and they're playing, you know, they're playing the Longhorns on Thursday. And again, if you're in the area, like Jacqueline said, please, please, please try and go, please. We need all the support that we can. I mean, they're playing the Longhorns at home. I mean, that is a huge advantage to the Longhorns. So we need as much purple to drown out that dang orange as possible. So definitely try. Just to verify, because I just looked it up, 30 seasons. That's insane. 30 seasons. Wow. Like, she's literally been there, been here coaching longer than I've been alive. Yeah, okay, really quickly, I'm, again, like Alex said, we just got to give them a shout-out because it's impressive. So, one quick note here. Um, over her 30 seasons with the Lady Jackson Volleyball, Humphreys has a record of 662 and 336, which makes her one of only 15 active NCAA D1 coaches with 650 or more wins. I One out of how many? Top 15 D1 coaches active with more than 650 wins. Wow. Wow. What what a stat. What a legacy. So basically, we have one of the top 15 NCAA D1 volleyball coaches at SOA. That's basically what I'm telling you. Wow. That's wow. Impressive. That's so impressive. So anyway, again... Y'all, you have to get out there and support the Lady Jacks playing in Austin. I mean, I know we have a huge alumni base, alumni (coughs) in Austin. Um, Make sure that you're there. Get out there and support the Jacks. I really hope that it's a a, a game later in the day so that way you can get off work and head over there. (sighs) Please, Lord, just try and help the Jacks. And we want to see them move on to, you know, pass the first round. Okay? So... With that being said, uh, again, just as a reminder, our next home game isn't until December 7th. So because we're playing, obviously, overseas in Northern Ireland and Belfast, where Jacqueline currently is, enjoying the lovely weather and it being 3 a.m. in the morning. So make sure that you guys are keeping up with us. You're following both our Instagram page and our Facebook page for updates, for pregame pictures, videos, postgame podcasts. And don't forget that our podcasts are available on more than one platform. They're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you name it. It's probably going to be on there. So there are a lot of different ways you can listen to our podcasts. All right. So with that being said, Axum Jacks. With Alex and Jack. Have a good night, guys. We will see you next time.